Hello everyone, it's the day after Thursday, which means it's Friday, which means it's weekender time. There's some logic for you. We have a jam-packed show for you this week, stuffed full of some of the greatest gaming news from across the industry that's caught our eyes over the past seven days. We even have an indie of the week with an unpronounceable name, so that's a winner. On top of all of that, we have a copy of the latest painting guide from Ammo to give away as a prize. This is How to Paint Miniatures for Wargames by Ruben Toragosa. If you want to be in with a chance to win, then you just need to be a subscriber to the channel and pop a comment below. And if you do all the other social media doobly-doos, that's also awesome. Otherwise, sit back, put your feet up, grab a drink, because your weekend starts now. Hello everybody and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by the delectable Ben oh. and the fantastic Free. Oh. For the last time. Oh. Oh. For, for big, big so... news, Free, like Dick Whittington, is going off to London to seek her <laughs> fortune Yay. and leaving us all behind. He has a cat and everything as well, so this is perfectly, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfectly Dick Whittington-esque. It is um, me. Yeah. yeah. So free, you're you're leaving us. I am indeed. I'm going off into my next adventure, and uh, sadly, having to go outside into the big world again, which is um, could be all the fun with all of the people, not seeing you guys behind the screen and everything, which is uh, which has been amazing. I'm going to miss you guys very, very much, and I am heartbroken uh, to say the least. So let's get into some good tabletop stuff, and I promise I won't break down throughout the show. I mean, I can try. <laughs> just get progressively more and more drunk. I mean, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it means you'll just hear me endlessly talking for an entire episode now. So there we go. There won't even be any breaks. You'll have to suffer me the entire time. So there we go. <laughs> that's what we expect anyway, Ben. Well, that's that's anyway. Um, for those of you paying attention at the start, we do have a giveaway this week, and it's the lovely How to Paint miniatures for war games yeah long title mm -hmm. uh from ammo mm -hmm. uh now due to a garbled subspace transmission we received two copies one in spanish mm -hmm. um which means i've actually got a second one to give away but it will be in spanish if you don't mind getting a copy in spanish <laughs> and when it arrives in spanish you can't complain <laughs> that you can't read it because i'm making it very clear it will be in spanish but just put in the comments below you know when you're coming to win I would like the Spanish copy. And I will look for people who say that. And if we've got any Spanish viewers, you've probably in with a better chance of winning than all the other people, because it will be 100% in Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I did a little review of it earlier this week, because I bought my mm -hmm. own copy before. A very good book as well. Before oh, I arrived. Yeah. Um, and it's all about the, uh, the wonderful world of not high quality painting, although you can paint to high quality. And the book shows that but specifically about how you get your stuff onto the tabletop um, for large mass battle games or, or miniature skirmish games in general. So it goes through all your sort of color theory, uh, different steps you can take uh, and how they sort of break down depending on how much time you want to 
spend on them. So, you know, you've got that quality to speed ratio really throughout it. Uh, and then some absolutely stonking master classes cool. by four, yeah, very cool. um, by ribbon and, and five other artists who do um, some absolutely stunning stuff, each in a very different style as well, uh, oh. which is nice because you can see people using an airbrush and enamel washes. And if that's not your bag, then uh, other people are in there just doing sort of heavy dry brushing or uh, wet blending or layering or whatever it happens to be. Or in the case of this absolutely fantastic command stand, all the freehand work in Christendom. Uh, so yeah, if... Uh, said at the start of the show if you want to be in with a chance to win that delightful book or a copy in spanish then uh, just comment below and we shall uh, troll through the the entries and find a winner or two one of which will be spanish <laughs> now uh kicking things off properly then we have a end of the week which everybody pronounces wrong and i will continue to pronounce wrong but i will tell you it's right name right at the very start because i'm a generous god like that so we're going to be taking a look at MRSA miniatures, or for everybody else in the world, Mears. Mears miniatures. Uh, which is a range of fantasy miniatures uh, that has to be seen to be believed. It's kind cool. of incredible. Um, it's based around this world, which is a fantastical version of Northern Europe in, I'm going to say it's like 650 AD. So six, yeah. so seventh, seventh century. So it's, it's just when the, the the cusp of the sort of Viking expansion and migration is starting to to happen, and and a lot of weirdness is going on. Um, as you can see, there's some slight changes from our world. For example, there's a great ice sheet that goes to Farthul, which is good because Thul doesn't get mentioned enough. I feel <laughs> it's that um, I, I want to say it was a Greek. A Greek explorer wrote about Thule being an island past the, the, the Isles of Albion, way mm. to the north, which obviously some people go, Atlantis, you know, well, or, or not. Could be the Faroe Islands. Could be anything. It could be Tory. Could be Who nothing. Knows? Could be nothing at all. He may have yeah. made it all up. Yeah. Uh, Atlantia, uh, again, why not? Right down there. And uh, you can see the various nations marked off. Each of these equates more or less to a faction within Darklands, um, which is the, the warband scaled skirmish game yeah. um, that it, it runs for. And you can see there Albion, Anglican, Atlantis, Brithone, Brizani, oh. Erin, Formerin, Formeric, Friesens, Inferni, Jutz, Kurska. Cthonans, Norse, Visigoths, Vras, Yissians, Sellswords, and Special Editions. So if you can like, knock off the like last two, Saxon. <laughs> there's a lot going on That's there. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, Where do you begin? Yeah. Uh, I will say I got an email recently from them saying that if you're after the second edition printed book, uh, they've only got a small amount of copies left and they won't be getting a reprint done until November. Uh, so if you feel the urge to jump on in on this one, the yeah, <laughs> uh, you may want to go for that sooner rather than later. Um, however, I, I will preface that with uh, a big however. There is a digital copy, which is a fifth of the price. I think it's like a tenner yeah. rather than 50 quid. So it may be a better way to go. I've, I've not seen the second edition. I've seen the first edition, and the first edition required a lot of polish. Um, it, was, it was very 
dense. So I'm not sure how the second edition um, compares to that because there was like 50 different active action states that you could take within your turn, you know, uh, and 50 is a lot of actions to remember that you can do in a game. So hopefully that's been paired right back. Uh, But that aside, when you're into the wonderful world of uh, Darklands, Ignore Bane Legends, which is just the monsters from Darklands again. It's not a separate game. It's just a different place you can sort of go through and look at them all. You do have a kind of, um, what's the best way to put this? There is no good way to put this. This site (laughs) requires you to do a lot of digging. So, for example, if you are unaware of the Darklands universe, then you're not going to know that the Jutes where you're clicking are actually the faction that has the undead in it. So you just have to go clicking and go through and start, you know, finding stuff and making notes. So um, it's a great way to learn the law in all fairness. At least you figure out who does yeah. what and where does where. A nice bit of way to do your research. Cause you're um, all of them are sort of bundly deals. And then depending on the faction, you may find it's full of monsters, has no monsters or is nothing, you know, but monsters. Um, <laughs> There are that's what they've last kickstarted, basically. I think, really. So. <laughs> well, well, yeah. yeah, but you know, some of them, some of them are more human centric than others, yeah, kind of like that. Um, I'll pull up a couple of these, but there's some interesting stuff with uh, Mears. First off, you do get the little blurb about who they are, mm. uh, you also get the likes of who's done it, concept sculpture, nice. really nice like. to see, yeah, and yeah. and when you hit the pronunciation it actually breaks it down so the amount of times where you're looking at something going how do you pronounce that and bear in mind there's a big chunk of norse and irish names in this it's probably very handy likewise you know mersa in and of itself i presumably the amount of people calling it mirce led them to go you know what we're going to add pronunciation to every page (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) how i like to imagine that happened um scaling wise these are big they are big these are big big figures they're sort of oh yeah i wouldn't even call them i wouldn't even call them 32 mil they're they're more 40 mil figures um which means if you're attempting to add the humans to already existing factions you may run into slight issues Mm. but if you are getting it for Darklands it doesn't matter that is a massive horse that's a big horse (laughs) I think that's a yeah it's a 70 mil yeah wow Uh, I've got you need a ladder to climb up onto that (laughs) I mean it's it's proper shire horse style yeah yeah. run and jump that's what you need in life though because I've heard recently (laughs) of a lot of people being told they can't ride horses because they're too heavy oh not necessarily fat because one bloke Just is heavy. Six, one bloke six foot eight, uh-huh. uh, and even though he's not fat, he still is too big for the horses on these sort of horse riding things. Is this a takedown or is this an interesting mount? What way are you going to put this? Is he about oh, no, to uh, def- kill him or is that's, he that's going definitely in about? Definitely an interesting and interesting mount, one hundred percent. Be a stealth kill. Yeah. Oh, uh, they'll hear you coming. I would put little tiny horseshoes <laughs> on the tips of each of those, <laughs> <laughs> so people can hear it coming across the battlefield at you because you backing across the. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things that I really quite like about the. Uh, I'm just going to say Mace. The Mace <laughs> range is that it, it's got such diversity in mm. its uh, in its collection, 
I mean, because obviously when it, well, when it first came out, everyone was like, oh, so it's kind of like just like a fantasy Dark Age game, really, yes. right? And then they kind of went to the next level and mm-hmm. threw in a whole bunch of really creepy, weird stuff and big bugs and all that kind of thing. Um, but I think it kind of latches on to like a lot of the aesthetic that people love from the likes of Conan mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. and really plays with that. And obviously Conan kind of has like those little tiny sort of historical things mm-hmm. in it and stuff as well. So it's a really neat, neat little kind of uh, aesthetic to latch onto for the game, I think, as well. So, yeah. yeah. I say we're, we couldn't go through everything on this website because they have yeah. been going for a while. And the undead are very stuff. nice, though. The undead are <laughs> stonkingly gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I may have picked up Ooh, 10 of these. I remember fellas. we showed some of these to Lloyd at one point, and he was absolutely besotted, yeah. as he as he is oh. wont to be with the undead. So, I, I got yeah. two packs of those recently. Uh, wow. To use as uh, whites in my Kings of War. Mm-hmm. Um, because wow. nothing, nothing screams, I'm coming for you, like those. Uh, a human comes up to about groin <laughs> height on these things. Nice. No way. Monstrous infantry. Wow. Uh, I will say, I'll, I'm actually, I'm probably going to do an unboxing of them since I bought them and I've got them sitting here. Um, the fingers on some of these are separate. I see how oh. separate skeletal fingers. Um, <laughs> so if anybody's heard swearing over the past couple of days, that's because I have individual skeletal fingers on. So. Bear that in mind. But it does show you when you look at the, the actual models, it, some of them you can buy separate component parts as well, right? Okay. which is something a lot of companies don't do, which is good because you can go, oh, that's great. Oh, it comes separate. I can just buy that head or chest or whatever it happens to be for £2, which is really nice. Um, unlike, say, the having undead that just look like dead humans who haven't gone to a bat armorer, like Lloyd says, uh, <laughs> is, is really nice. Um, moving away from everybody's favourite, the fun dead, uh, we'll have a quick look at the Irish, shall we? Do it. It's interesting that they've tried to, even though it's it is a fantasy dark age setting, they have played on the national themes to a certain extent, be it from mythology or poetry or just sort of a, an idea of of how people get on um which means you get things like the welsh are very connected to dragons so they have mm-hmm. a whole range of dragon type people very um, cool the irish are very earthly connected to sort of nature and druidism uh, which means you get stonking things like the tree men uh, he's eating minotaurs, satyr things. He looks so happy. Look at him, his little smile on his arm. Nom, nom, nom. Just give him a little bib. He is not the fine. happiest of those tree men, by the way. There are some, <laughs> there are some incredibly happy ones. Yeah. I really like how they offer a lot of models in both resin and in metal. That's yeah. a nice option to have. Yeah, some people don't like working in certain materials. Um, I don't mind either. Uh, good, for, for the big monsters, it's Good to have them in resin, I feel, because you know they're they're less likely to uh, require a ton of pinning on them. There's one of our warp spas and restred fellas looking particularly happy with himself, <laughs> very Slonya esque, yeah, yeah, uh, or Cahullan, which is where it comes from, or yeah. where we hear about it. And look at that, uh, a terrible, terrible uh, Christian coming in here to take <laughs> away all our peat bog monsters. We want our peat bog monsters. The range, the, the collection that I've always been, oh. I've always loved 
we'll have a look at after these ones. Yeah. Is the um the Bjornikans, like mm. the it's oh, the, the, sub, the sub faction, oh. yes. Amazing bear were bears. They oh, are amazing. Yeah. Obviously, being a McCabe, seeing a load of people rocking dickens <laughs> all over the place just amuses me. And if yeah, you don't know yeah. why that amuses me, then just go off and spend a productive half hour learning the history of the McCabe's people. <laughs> you you'll thank me for it. Um male and female, there's more of our warp spasm types, big ogres twisted into unusual positions. Less less a fan of these ogres. They've got that. Malifaux massively warhammery. Yeah, they, they do look quite Malifaux looking. In all <laughs> Strangely enough, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'd much that's rather so, have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this guy. Oh, that's amazing. He's twisting himself double. Oh, yeah. I just have the uh, the bleached hair. <laughs> so <these>. cyan style. <laughs> well, the the, the <laughs> ancient Irish used to spike it with uh, lime to keep it upright and bleach it. So. It should be properly spiky. Here's my happiest oh. of all. Oh. Oh, no, he's so small. Oh. He's tiny. What about you? Are you better? You're better. Yay. Oh, they're great. It they're a, awesome. It was a toss-up. I needed forest shamblers, and it was a toss-up between these and the peat beasts. Ah, okay. And uh, as much as I really like these, um, I ended up going for the peat beasts because I'll show you the peat beasts. There's so many models. <laughs> there there really are, are a lot, aren't they? Um, the Peep Beasts are essentially mini versions of this guy, and oh, I have wow. this guy. I'm using, very cool. I'm using him as the Wilt Daddy in my Kings of War Shambler <laughs> list. So, uh, so it was like, well, I've already got him to be a big Forest Shambler, so I may as well get the little mini versions uh, to be the, the Forest Shamblers. But anyway, yeah, so the... Uh, I really Fan like how uneven things. all of their limbs are. I really like here he's literally, here's a part of a tree, here's a part of a tree, here's a part of a tree. It's summer so rustic trees, looking. Some are rock, some are stumps. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not they, one's yeah, the same in any way. bog monsters. Yeah. They feel very Del Toro in their look. Yes. Yeah. There, there's another. <laughs> oh, wow. There's another uh, satire being eaten, and it'll teach him. Harden him in many respects. Mm. Um, right. Wow. Leaving the leaving the Irish behind. Moving away from the green green gla- grass of home. Where are we off to? It's the the Anglesin. Anglesin. Is that how you say the name? That, well, let's Anglican. say that is how you sell it. And Anglican. then just go straight to the Bjornikans. <laughs> down, down deeper. Down. Skip all the humans. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, screw the humans. humans. There they are. Oh, but you wow. see humans all the time, and I'm sure if you like them, you'll Where find more humans. I'll, I'll open the stag. There's a human. I'm going to go down a bit further because I know there's more human or more yes. werebears. In fact, there, there should are. be a whole fleet of them. Look, I know you like and your werewolves. Oh. oh my god, there are a <laughs> lot of models, aren't there? Yeah, like I said, it's a, a big range and like been around for a while as well. Man, what they do so, is they'll yeah. they'll go to Kickstarter for a specific faction and then use it to increase the range, and then within a, a couple of Weeks slash months of the Kickstarter being fulfilled, they're all on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a, a one of their Kickstarters is due to fulfill over the next month or so, and they're planning on having yeah. that updated onto the website in November. So it's constantly rolling. It's using Kickstarter like it's supposed to be used. You know, you, you use it to fund the expansion of of ranges that you wouldn't have the cash for ordinarily. Uh, it's really nice. Look at that big elk. It's really cool how they do the mountain and unmountain version of the models yeah. as well. It's nice oh. to have the option. I mean, how cool is that? That's leaping. very cool. Oh. Leaping over some... Parkour! 
parkour, <laughs> leaping up yeah. some poor dead <laughs> fan based. <laughs> but the thing, the thing that's uh, the thing that I was really drawn to with these is because every, I mean, the guy, I love that the guy in the bottom right looks just such like a cuddly, fluffy mm. teddy bear that's actually gone a little bit strange. Yeah, but, oh, the thing that's really nice about this range is that I think they've managed to nail the proportions of were creatures because there are so yes. many ranges out there that are like, oh, we'll give the werewolf a big head because we've just basically sculpted onto a normal body. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, 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 no. You need to play around with it. Make more. them bigger. Yeah. And it, it helps that they have gone for a larger scale. In fact, yeah. they started at a smaller scale. They started more at 32 mil. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. And then that range has been replaced. So if you bought stuff off them 15 years ago when they were sort of kicking off, you may find that the humans there are smaller than the current humans by right, yeah. a fair bit. Um, but the the net benefit of that is you've now got some absolutely stonking big monsters. I will say they do have a stonking price tag attached to them as well, which people yes, probably won't be noticing as well. They're not cheap. <laughs> um, but they run regular seals so at the moment i think they've got a hero seal running um where you get like discounts on certain heroes um but because i bought those undead recently in the the peat bog monsters and i bought them because they were doing a large monster seal where it was a two for one and at that time at that price you're going well they're at that they're equivalent of every other sort of company's resins um so you know (laughs) why would i not yeah um Really, I'm saving money because <laughs> if I bought them, I'd and supporting that, so. someone particular ah, in a way as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But, Bargain, yeah. best 160 quid I spent this week. <laughs> this week, what's really quite nice about a, a bunch of the, especially the wear stuff, is you know how we've said how it's really nice to have like mounted and unmounted. Yeah, for a lot of the wear warriors for want of a better word <laughs> they do the they, they do the unchanged and the changed versions of them yeah so you can play around with like your nice. hero and they'd be like beast mode Rah! well yeah and, so. like i said i don't know if that action list has been reduced any in second edition <laughs> but it's entirely possible that that is a thing because i know in confrontation you had creatures that were like the the warp spasm irish because uh, well, they were the warp spasm Irish for the Celts, uh, and they would start in human form, and then when they got wounded, they would warp out into the bigger form, and you'd swap their model. Uh, there's your animals of Farthingwood. They're really nice wolves. <laughs> they're lovely they're really wolves. good wolves. Yeah, and they're running as well, one up on the croak. Oh yeah, movement no <laughs> on the wall. Expensive uh, wolves, but very nice wolves. Yeah, but I mean, oh, that's, that's quite a nice that's, pack. That's two trips of of wolves from my Northern Alliance. Mm. I'm say. <laughs> And if you get them in metal, really, it's a third off. Well, that's practically, true. Really. Yeah. So at that point, why would I not? Yeah. Um, see, see how this works. <laughs> I really need to stay away from our Indies of the Week. <laughs> I really now want to make a army that is werewolves leading wolves or, oh. bear, or werebears leading bears. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> you just dry brush everything and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Have a look at some of the uh, Welsh. Oh, who okay. obviously lean massively into the dragon nature of the Welsh. Mm. Very cool. Like evil Arthur. Great. Oh, yeah. Well, Mordred, I guess, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. One, why, one of them, why not both? Well, <laughs> one of them really... Not, well, yeah, because obviously that could be Arthur on the left and yeah. Mordred on the right with his yeah. wing tail. Yeah. Um, but um, 
I remember walking past the Mears booth at Salute the first time, she and they had one of their German. yeah, they had That's... one of their their original dragons, uh-huh. and it was already massive. So, <laughs> when considering that was more on the thirty-two ish, mm. adding a couple more inches in when it comes to the monsters is clearly obviously yeah. you can see there made them absolutely stonkingly huge. Well, again, so, yeah. anybody who's had the misfortune of watching me do an unboxing, I I have a little steel ruler that I always measure things because it always mm-hmm. annoys me whenever I see a review and I don't know how big it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, what scale is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They do that on this website. So if I close oh, this. Nice. It will tell you, there you go, approximate height to the eye um, and then to the top. So 203 millimeters to eye level, 344 millimeters to the top of the wing. So 35 centimeters. So over a foot, 14 inches tall, if people want to use old money. So that, that gives you an idea. 35 centimeters or 14 inches. Bam that you can see why that is on all the flags for Wales. Oh. Cadwallader, help, help. Oh, Lord. Hey, what's quite interesting. Whenever you write stories about Mears miniatures, you end up with uh, red everywhere because mm-hmm. no words are ever understood by any program you're yes. ever using. So. <laughs> and, and again, because because the, uh, the Welsh are very fond of their dragonkin friends they have a whole rake of monstrous dragonkin so cool I should have told john i was just thinking best, that uh, yeah just thought thinking at the time <laughs> i didn't and and you know it's not like we never communicate with them again <laughs> <laughs> might, might be editing this he'll find just it. never know yeah. <laughs> i mean they're they are absolutely sorry skexis skexis Oh yeah, yeah. very skexy, skexy. <laughs> yeah, skexy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, they're very pretty. It's it's a stunning range, it has to be said. And this is in no way touching the sides when it comes to <laughs> no, no, not in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Yeah. So when you say you've got the Irish, the Welsh, where else around is there uh, to say? Because if you do know a way around, um, what else have well, we got? Have people of. The Norse are very interesting because they're not the kind of Norse that you'd expect, which yeah. I think is quite interesting. So, yeah. So your Norse, Ooh. obviously, you have Griffin, very sort of standard, mm. you big know, fellow with your massive classic axe. chaps, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> spectacle helm, and away you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's left-handed. See lefty. Eh? He's got a sword on the left. A sinister ah, fellow. Top, 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 top. <laughs> um, oh, that's huge. Uh, that is another absolutely majestic monster. I just saw him on there, just in the back. Really quietly. But I think what's really around. nice about that is that they've taken like ravens or and like crows and that, and that kind of stuff is very sort of iconic within Viking. Mm. mythology and all that kind of stuff and you would have nece- you wouldn't necessarily have thought of mounting a viking on a massive sort of hipper raven yeah. <laughs> but they have done rather than going down the route of like a big wolf or something like that which i think is really nice so they've taken something from very sort of cool. mythology and folklore and done some really, really interesting yeah. and these this is the stuff that is like stuff very like out there well yeah because like you know, with North mythology, you've got trolls and yeah. ogres and all sorts of strange things that live in the mountains. And they've really gone to town on making that 
a big element of the force when yeah. it comes to the monstrous side of things. And it's awesome. certainly, I mean, yeah. as far as trolls go, it's a very different take on them, which mm-hmm. is nice to see. Yeah. Like you say, lots of uh Crow choke bow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Crocobo. Crocobo, yeah. And then, like, look at that. I mean, what the hell? That's a grin troll. Yeah. That's very tapir looking, but not really. Mm. Wow, interesting. Mm. I assume that burrows through the earth and then bursts out the side of a mountain. Just look burrowy, yeah. Like tremors. Like a tremor, yeah, like a tremor. Yeah. Like tremor three, was it? <laughs> Third right week in a row, tremor. Yeah. Ask, ask <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the Norse are, like you say, not the typical, or I suppose it's not even not the typical, because it, if you look at the, the Norse Eddas and the like, it probably is more typical. They haven't, well, yeah, taken, the, they haven't yeah. taken the, I suppose, the classic pop culture, the, the easy, yeah, easy uh, reference, stereotypical references that we are so familiar with now. It's not mm-hmm. just everybody's a werebear or on a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've lent into more of the uh, mythological side from uh, Scandinavia. More trolls, a lot more trolls. More trolls. I know a lot of people who come to. Mace for and they'll pick up the odd miniature mm. to throw into their armies. Yeah, so yeah. like they'll yeah. they'll go to Mace and they'll be like, right, so I've got all the rank and file that I need, but I want like an iconic monster mm-hmm. or I want a really awesome leader figure. Difference. And they'll come and, and, and yeah. look at this as their as their sort of entry point. Because in most cases, you know, heroes are larger than life and all that kind of thing. So yeah. if the scale's a little bit different, well it just doesn't necessarily matter, to be honest. So oh. yeah. I want that for my Night Stalkers as a Oh, yeah. Imagine that in purple and blue. Oh. I, I've seen so many people use it because it also has yeah. no eyes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very nice. Cool. Absolutely redonkulous. I love it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Fomorian, no, not much in there. Is it the Fomorak? <laughs> ah, that's where I'm after. These are yeah, these more... are the wild stuff. Oh, these are your ice uh, back down the bottom, I presume, in the mm. snow. Oh, ho, ho, ho. again, gorgeous really colours. Look. Yeah, very amphibian-like that was. Very uh, chaosy for yes. people of a, a Warhammer elk. Nice. Mm. Again, this is. Um, spun out from Irish mythology of the the sea raiders. So you end up with unusual looking things. Oh my God, I've never seen that one before. Wow. No. That's specifically why I was trying to find this one. (laughs) And you lurked in here somewhere. Look, it's a star spawn of Cthulhu. Yay. He won't just bend your mind. He'll kill you too. Yeah. Rawr. No. (laughs) 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 it's like eating a bit of jelly off the plate without a spoon (laughs) (laughs) just how it goes Uh, yeah the uh you reckon that's the foley art for yeah oh (laughs) i imagine so 100 percent whoa i mean i I love that it's kind of just a little bit weird and alien 
Yeah. And it kind of throws yeah. that sort of strange, as you say, Lovecraftian sort of Cthulhu-esque thing into mm. the mix as well, and then which the is always nice to see. Yeah, The Fomorians are those satires we've seen earlier. So again, sort of your beast money feel. Ooh, Herdstone. <laughs> Everyone likes a Herdstone. Okay. Well, not shopping. <laughs> things start getting out into the basket so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well you know we've all seen how this works <laughs> they do do sort of more risque nice. conan-esque i suppose it's huge as well it's a hell of a kitty cat <laughs> uh, but that is a brief touch Yes. what's in here um yeah, we, the, the whole show would be about um yes, if we, yeah <laughs> yeah we, we, we didn't stop ourselves yeah. uh the atlanteans are greek myth very so cool if you're after a ray harryhausen-esque telos model oh. for your tabletop uh then that is very much doable oh and the whole you know that amphora jar that you're yeah this is what i'm just thinking <laughs> because mine weren't right the ones that i got weren't right so i'm looking at these now and i'm like oh well, Ooh. they're certainly heroic and awesome enough to go. That, yeah. um, so. Thanks for the consideration. Mm. <laughs> well, there you go. So if you're interested, check out Mercer Miniatures. You'll find it if you Google Mears. And uh, as there is a wealth, an absolute wealth of stuff to get into. I will have to pick up the Darklands rules at some point just to see exactly how second edition has changed. And I want to know how, what scale of forces you use for it now, actually, because I always saw it as like it being like a skirmish style game, but I'd be interested to know if anyone's it, played First edition was warband-ish. Right. So you'd be playing with, you know, 20, 30 figures a side. Okay. You know, yeah. you're not playing with, you're not having to sit there and go, well, I'm going to be playing with 200-odd models at mm -hmm. X pounds per model. This is going to, you know, beggar me. Um, so you can do relatively small but then less construction was surreal uh, in first edition <laughs> because you were you have like a an amount of gold but then you also have feudal ranks essentially you know okay so, so to unlock certain monsters you have to have someone of a certain rank yeah yeah and, and then to get them you have to have so many you know dungers below them to support them um it's almost like a, a you know building up your tribe seek so it was a way to stop people just sort of spamming big things. So you, you have to take like a, a standard core of an army. But again, first edition, so yeah, that may change. But anyway, uh, let us know what you think below. We're going to have a quick swish. And when we come back, take a look at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the news. <laughs> okay, we're back for the news and we're going to be kicking things off with a bit more fantasy. Um, mm -hmm. Big announcement from Mantic Games. Actually, a couple of big announcements from Mantic Games. Uh, first was Rob, who many people will know as the Goblin King, has, uh, Good old Rob. has, has gone off to university, um, which means Ronnie is once again in charge of deciding who gets to know what, when and how. Um, so, <laughs> so over the past couple of days since Rob has left, uh, he's just been blowing everything out of the water as of when he can. Um, first big news thing was the Big Red Book. So every year... What they tend to do at Mantic is, with the help of the Rules Committee, they rebalance the lists via the Clash of Kings um, supplement, expansion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and the big news for this year is there's not going to be a separate Clash of Kings book. Uh, currently, there is the rules, 
Uncharted Empires that contains 14-odd additional army lists, Halpy's Rift campaign with additional rules and magic and stuff, last year's Clash of Kings with additional rules, two new armies, new magic and stuff, and then this would have brought up to like five books. So instead, what they've done is for the price of the rules by themselves, 35 quid, they're putting together uh, the Big Red Book, uh, which will contain all of that, plus this year's new rules changes and amendments uh, without any of the lore or fluff. So it'll be a one, essentially a one-stop shop, but nice. it, it contains all the errata, all the FAQs that have come out since the book was released in 2018. Um, so this, if people are just starting, this is the most up-to-date and you don't have to worry about picking up a rule book and then going and finding the FAQs and errata and amending stuff. Everything's in there. Uh, for people who like the lore and the fluff and the like, of which there was quite a lot um, in those books. Uh, Mantic are actually going to be putting it out on the internet for free, so you can just sit there and read through it, read through the backstory, yep. uh, how the world is <laughs> changing awesome. and expanding. It's really, really good, because there's a lot in that book. I'm looking okay. at the shelf. Um, they've really gone to town on it, and with every supplement or expansion, they've added to that as well, so it's been sort of like an onion... Well, actually, no, not like an onion. Like the diseased secretions of a dying mollusk, new layers have been formed on this little pearl with each expansion, with each book, so it just gets bigger and bigger until you've got a, a, yeah. a beautiful, huge, giant pearl at the end of it. Oh. Um, the Panathor pearl. The go. Panathor <laughs> pearl, yep. So, so, I mean, so that's, that's massive news, um, mm -hmm. the fact that this is coming. Along with this, for the kids, there will also be an app. Yep. Mm -hmm. which I believe is something technological that you like, <laughs> swipe on your screen and stuff, um, which will contain that lore and the like as well, Wonderful. but also all the rules uh, and sort of list building mechanics, although they said they're still going to be working with uh, Easy Army, um, which is good because I have Easy Army and it's one of the few things I can work out how to use, so I, I'm not <laughs> going to be moving away from it because I'm a creature of habit. Uh, but it means you've got these two different ways that you can get the information you need um, and also means you don't have to pick up another book and carry umpteen books with you depending on what list you're going to be playing. Say that with one caveat. There are 27 lists in the book. There are 28 lists currently. One of the lists is not going to be in the book and wow. that's because they announced this week that Twilight Kin or the twiglets. The twiglets, yeah. As everyone knows them. Twiglets, <laughs> they start off as sort of bad elves in first edition and became sort of like badderer elves in second um, with a beta list. Uh, okay. thir third edition, they pushed them on further and made them in integral, integrated, you know, symbiotic, parasitic with the Night Stalkers. Uh, they want to expand on that and, and make that more of a, a distinction. So when you're playing with Twiglets, you're not just playing with a, a, a dark elf faction. They want them to be very Panathor-esque. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is they'll still be on Easy Army. They'll still be downloadable off the website for the rules. So if you have them, you can keep playing them. But they're not going to be in this book because they don't want to invalidate it. In March, they're going to take those rules down, end of March. Um, and then next year they're going to get a big release with a new range of miniatures including hard plastics and the like uh, and they give us this little teaser of whatever that is with a flesh terror 
Butcher. A liquor of some kind. Oh, well, well, I know what the butcher is. I don't know what the dark elf who's attached to it is. So, uh, don't, so, don't ever talk to me or my son ever again. No. Exactly. <laughs> um, for people who do have big twiglitkin armies, obviously you're still going to have the, the list that is available um, to still run whatever you've currently got. But yeah. they've essentially said, if you were thinking about buying an army, don't. We are going to be Maybe changing it. Yeah. Uh, which is nice to be given like a year's heads up to not not pour money into something that may change drastically. They did also say if you've picked up any of the Mantic models in the past, they will stay or they'll have an equivalent. And if you've built your army around units that are things like the, the Spearmen or, or that sort of thing that have come out, then you know that they're still going to be viable in some form. So your list may be invalidated or may just change its name a bit. Uh, but that was big, big news for the Twiglets, um, which is... That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also in the video, which I plucked out and screenshotted for the forum, mm -hmm. um, the Ogres are getting a hard plastic kit. Yeah. Now, currently, the Ogres are Restic, um, as the 4,000 points sitting behind me that I'm currently painting up from the very mm -hmm. first Kings of War Kickstarter. I will finish them before the new ones come out. So later on this year, uh, there'll be hard plastic ogres that should make all the different types of so shooters, boomers, warriors. Siege breakers have an add-on pack currently. I assume that will be retired in favor of the new style, hard plastics. Also, these haven't skipped leg day, which is a shame because I quite yeah. like Clearly not. I really yeah. like the gorilla look of the tiny legs, although I seem, <laughs> to, be, I seem to be an outlier on that. I like, thought they were kind of cool. They, they were the what they were the army that I was like, if I play Kings of War, I will play Ogres because yeah. I just love their aesthetic. Yeah. It was kind of like Warcrafty orky yeah, yeah. as well, which was quite yeah. nice. Which so, yeah. I, I still love them bits, which is why I'm, I'm very much in favor of finishing off my army. Um, <laughs> as well as the, the regiment of Ogres, they've also announced that there'll be a hard plastic chariot. And because the ogres use the same chariot model as the goblins and the orcs and the orcs fight wagon, it means all of those will be covered. So they'll be doing crews for all of them. Uh, so there'll be a whole chunk of stuff coming for the ogres. They've already got really nice resins, um, like the berserker bullies and the uh, boomer sergeants. So and the matriarch, gosh, she's gorgeous. Um, so yeah, ogres getting a massive reworking later on this year, and the rift forged orcs. Uh, are getting a storm giant so based on their giant with uh, resin upgrade pack like they've done for the frost giant for the northern alliance uh this massive wind blasting lightning bolt hurling lunatic uh will be coming out <laughs> in, a, in a few months time for people with the rift Forge. forget stormcast how about storm racked orcs storm racked orcs yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a brave brave new world um yeah. So every day this week they'll be putting out news on the blog, like we've seen with the Twiglet King, uh, but also uh, a big community member, Kyle, who ended up joining Mantic in America. He's he's part of Mantic's trade sales there. He has his own channel, Mastercrafted, uh, and he's going to be putting out videos as well over the next couple of weeks. The book cool. launches nice. on the 24th of October. So I think once a week you'll get a little snippet about what's going to be in the new book, some of the changes, uh, because the book itself isn't just um, the rules and the army lists that you already have, but there's also going to be several new ways to play Kings of War. Uh, so there's going to be a massive 
I want all my toys on the table. Legendary battles. Style thing yeah. called Legendary. And then there's also going to be sub 1,000 point games. Ambush. Yeah. Ambush, where currently you have specific restrictions on when you list build, um, which are easier for some forces. Sub 1,000 points are the likes of halflings and um, goblins and that sort of thing can obviously spam little 70 point unlocks, but bigger things like ogres um, or the delightful palace of Basilea <laughs> can't because some of the things are restricted. So so oh. I'm assuming there'll be some changes to list building for that. But it means if you pick up any of the army sets, so either the, the regular or mega army, you'll be able to just start playing the ambush and they yeah. will play 100% out of the box. Oh. So you can then build from there. Uh, and as you've seen at the end there, there's also the updated artifacts and magic cards as well, which are quite cute. Um, <laughs> and I tucked them in the back of my units so I know who's got what, because otherwise I forget that I bought a blade of slashing and forget to reroll. So yeah, I am, I am, I am on the. Well, I'm I'm stepping onto the platform and I've got yes. one foot hovering in the air mm. over the Kings of War mm. hype train at the moment mm. because the old world is taking so long to come out and that was the kind of like rank and flank game that I was waiting for. But I'm like, well, I've always loved Kings of War. A more cynical And I've played it. <laughs> so that they announced that with their logo the, the month that Mantic released third edition simply to try and take some of the wind out of their sails. Probably, they, they've yeah. Potentially. There, there was like two years of nothing, then some concept mm. of, of uh, Kislevites, and then nothing. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm like, but I could just play Kings of War. I could just build a new army of Kings of War models, and I could just dive in and have fun with it. So I have been looking on their web store. <laughs> I am really, I, I was, because I love ogres, and I think those ogres look amazing. I think those new ones are going to be spanking. But, Mm. I'm also thinking rift forged orcs would just be so cool to paint. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I did love all the stuff that they were showing off over the last I'm, little while. I'm so, currently yeah. planning on picking up the two player starter set mm-hmm. uh, with the rift forged and halflings, the storm in the shires. Yeah, one. yeah. It's got a mini campaign, and I can't get it anywhere else. Um, but then also I can then add those to two armies because I've already got halflings, and I don't nice. technically have orcs. Technically, technically, I don't have any, so I've got forty odd black orcs still on their sprues from when they were. I pre-ordered them from Games Workshop. How many years ago? Oh, um, wow, yeah, yeah, they're still still in the box that I ordered them from. Um, so if I add those into my Stormforged, or sorry, Riftforged, I could uh, I could get a fairly chunky orc army on the tabletop. And- also, with that new book and the new ambush rules, I would imagine you could play Storm in the Shire at ambush level. Oh, yeah. And more or less be sort of happy as Larry, I guess. Oh, right? God, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Why not be? I quite like those. Because well, it's they're... Kings of War anyway, so of course you're happy. Yeah, yeah anyway, I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fish, fish bite hooks, isn't that what they say? But I like the um, I, I like the the fact that Mantic have, have pumped the brakes on Clash of Kings this year and just went, you know what, rather than, than doing yeah. another book for the sake of doing another book, why not? condense everything we've got um and a, a relatively reasonable price as well 35 pounds so yeah, clash wow. of kings last year was 25 and the rule book is 35 so for 35 quid you're getting it's, all not, it's not like you're gonna have to buy entirely new armies or anything no for no, it, no, so. no yeah no, no they're just rebalances and tweaks but yeah um Ooh, so yeah of lots oh. of stuff to keep eyes on if you uh 
if you're interested in Kings of War, if you're interested in Kings of War, just keep coming back here. Because yeah. if there's anything, I Jerry will talk you. about it at some point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You can't stop me. You may try, but you will fail. <laughs> right. Uh, moving away from the wonderful world of Kings the of War. Less the less important far, news, far future. Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, the folks at Olmec Games uh, have been put together a list of releases that are coming out for September. Um, this is sort of much uh, sort of wanted slightly delayed as well because of everything else that's been happening in the world but these are landing this month for everyone to pick up they should be available later on uh in the in the in the month if you to get yourselves get some hands on but all that's all that good stuff but anyway so yes uh there's a new faction set that will be familiar to a lot of folks who have dived into alaya chronicles um so this is the corsairs faction set um it comes with the name characters so you've got jay mac jib noala and uxi as well, is the Uxie the pirate Aztec axolotl at the? Back I hope so. I think that's the. I think that is the case. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, you also had that chap who looks like he's a human crab. Why yeah. would you not like that? But yeah, yeah, so these are the characters that you will have noted known from Alaya Chronicles and Wrapped Claw Island and all that kind of thing uh, as part of their last Kickstarters and stuff. They're coming as their own kind of like little faction for you to play as on the tabletop, which is really fun. Uh, and you could use them as the name characters, or you could mix them in with a whole bunch of other stuff if you wanted to do some tinkling and all that good stuff. If you want to go down a different route. Pistol. I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm very. One of the things that you can you you can't say about uh, Grand Earth is that it's not unique. It is mm. possibly very one of the coolest nice. and sort of like cool, funky indie sci-fi games out there. We have played some very very good games with this. So if you want to check those out, make sure to check out the Game Hub. Mm. I'll actually put the link down in the notes so you can go and check out some of our games we played with that in the past. Um, but beyond the Corsairs we also have some of my favourite things and that's dinosaurs Dinosaurs. because dinosaurs are amazing why would you not have dinosaurs in your games Uh, so we're getting this massive ceratops which is going to be uh, smashing things apart on the tabletop Um, they can be used within a faction Mm -hmm. if you so desire but they also have rules to sort of be wandering monsters essentially in your games Um, so if you want to be you know, fighting things out on the tabletop between two war vans, and then suddenly you're like, boom, ceratops, and it starts charging and oh. making everything a mess, and you can play around with that. There's also the very adorable, and it's actually labelled as adorable on the web store, baby ceratops, <laughs> <laughs> which is equally cute. And uh, that's and how the fight starts. Exactly, That gets yes. in there, yeah. Unfortunately, someone accidentally shoots the baby ceratops and it's wounded, and, and the mother's mad. like, I'm gonna wreck you, and charges in. <laughs> so you're terrible. I would automatically assume that's your target. You want one for well, your gang, yes. <laughs> you need to get them when they're young, separate them from the pack, and then raise them as your own. Yeah. And at that yeah. point, mum gets very annoyed that you're exactly, yeah. steal child. We've all seen Jurassic Park, Jerry. We know how that is. Yeah. It's not well. Yeah, yeah. In a big it's pile of poo. Yeah. <laughs> There's also the dilophosaurs as well that you can see there. Um, so I kind of think like Little tiny creep, uh, creepy dinosaurs that are going to hunt you down and kill you. Uh, mm-hmm. These are going to be thrown into your games. Again, uh, they can be taken within factions if you really want to, but I love the idea of them kind of like scampering around with yeah. the jungle worlds of the drowned earth, um, hunting down people that stray away from the path, or perhaps go into the long grass. Never go into the long grass. Never go into the grass. And that leads us on to something else that hides in the long grass, and that's the Utah Raptors as well. So they're mm-hmm. going to be thrown into the mix. Again, uh, folks will be familiar with these if they picked up Raptor Claw Island uh, as part of the last Kickstarter uh, and for Alaya Chronicles in general. Mm. But uh, you can also now use these in your Drowned Earth games. And if this hasn't made you think, ooh, maybe I should learn a little bit more about Drowned Earth, 
then I don't know what will, mm. uh, because yeah. these are amazing. <laughs> no. uh, they've, they've also got this extras and bits kit kind of thing as well. So if you're wanting to do a little bit of customization and kit bashing, they have a series of different heads and weapons and accessories and all that kind of things. Yes, and that is... The Grand Goblin? <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe for Gladiator. Yeah. I'll get all that. Yeah. <laughs> so he is also hang. I like to think that uh, because this is kind of like post-apocalyptic Earth, he's Some, stolen that from that. a museum or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to own one of those. Did you? Yeah. There's a couple of those in the um, the Spartan sword. Oh, um, cool. Um, yeah. Were you entertained, Jerry? <laughs> I was very entertained. <laughs> but yes, uh, those are your releases coming up for the Drowned Earth for this month. As I say, you can go and pre-order them right now, but they'll be available later on, fully at retail uh, towards the end of the month as well. So make sure to go and pick yeah. those up and check out those those games, the Drowned Earth, because it's a very, very fun sci-fi game. Yeah. And there's more coming in the future. So there is, well. More coming for Drowned Earth in the future, anyway. More coming so. for Drowned Earth, and then there's the Ulia Chronicles, which is yeah, a, yeah. A, like a, a board game type affair that has mm-hmm. standees, but you can also replace the standees with miniatures. With all the minis? Yeah. Um, I believe James from Olmec is going to try and get across to film very some cool. stuff about the yeah. like Chronicles and possibly more awesome. Drowned Earth stuff with us later on this year. So, yeah, keep an eye out because it, it's it's a very, very interesting idea for post-apocalyptic where, you know, eventually humanity has to pick itself back up and this is the result. Dinosaurs. Who would have Horizon Zero was. Dawn basically looked at Drowned Earth and went, we'll use their ideas. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> Happy days. Right. Sticking on the idea of adventure board games free. Mm -hmm. So I was strolling around on my local games website and I come across a Modifius title that I actually haven't seen on pre-order anywhere else. And it got me really, really excited because that means that the Elder Scrolls Skyrim adventure board game is coming out and it is out to pre-order in mass retail. So honestly, I just remember this going up to crowdfunding. I feel like that was it. But it's been a year since this has been up. Oh, I um, didn't realize that one. <laughs> it's been a whole year. So there was this time last year where it was up. And if you have poured hours upon hours in Tamriel, in Skyrim itself on a digital format, it seems like this board game is going to be delivering some kind of similar experience. So you can solo, you can play with up to three other players, and it promises an overarching experience of Tamriel. So it's got a lengthy campaign in it, there's battles, you're coming up against the likes of dragons and monsters, and you've also got the most important thing, the side quest after side quest to get distracted by (laughs) um, and not finish the game because you're buried (laughs) into too many side quests. Um, So that is present as well. So it's placing players 25 years before Skyrim, and you're watching the world evolve through the integration of the Dragonborn uh, throughout the story. So, as I said, it's across two campaigns and there's three chapters to each. And there are different pathways that you can take in the world. As I said, side quest is the bane of my life. I just want to collect them all <laughs> and do them all. So I can imagine this is going to be a nightmare because they have said that it's got hundreds of hours worth of gameplay on the table and I do think a lot of that does come for the additional quests you have as well so you get a say on what choices you're going to make and you're going to you're going to equip yourself with different skills uh, familiar races so you've got the Alkma the Donma the Imperial the Khajiit Nord and Orisma uh, and you create and build a completely unique character and you put it in the story so you add your weapons your armour your spells and you go off into the world and cool. into your campaign yeah. so you, as well 
the other thing that I get distracted by, you can hunt for loot too. So that's 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 up there. You've got to go on the loot hunt. Uh, there is a few expansions that are coming out as well to pre-order if you really want to go in hard to Skyrim on the tabletop. There's a From the Ashes expansion uh, and the Dawnguard one. So this will take players that know the campaign quite well. Um, you've got to take down a dragon as well because who wouldn't want to? You've also got another expansion that extends the player count as well. So at the moment, it is up to one to four players, but you can expand it to five to eight as well. So if you all want to go on an adventure, you <laughs> but you're never playing another board game ever again. If you <laughs> ever want to get distracted with loads of people, you can. Um, and you've also got a miniatures upgrade pack as well, and that will give you 32 mil miniatures to add into replacing game. some of the counters and stuff in the game is that right yeah yeah so i find really this one quite interesting because i find when i get a video game ip that comes over to the tabletop it's usually just the same game but here's some board game mechanics hmm. but this actually does add an additional story of what happened prior to that so hmm. i just feel like it's a bit of loyalty towards skyrim fans that can go elsewhere learn a bit more and take it as an overarching thing really but um really cool and if you do i uh, if you are a fan of Skyrim, um, be sure to check it out because it does seem quite close to the video game franchise, especially the need to get distracted in one way, shape or form. I do like the fact that I haven't played any Elder Scrolls since right. Morrowind on the Xbox, which maybe a few years ago. Being chased by cliff racers, realising that you have bad encumbrance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then dying in a, all, in, a in a corner, yeah. and it's that sort of grindiness. I I like the story behind it, but it was a slog to get there. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of not having to fight with the mechanics of playing a game to actually experience the storyline. Yeah, because if if you're not a if you're not happy to sit there and grind in front of a TV screen for hours and end, and I don't know, the modern Skyrims are more like Witcher, where it's not just they're still really grinding. You, you, yeah, but you, you actually have more. You have to swing your sword. You have to swing your sword and yeah. stuff. Whereas before, mm-hmm. it was just like I would I'll just bop. I'll just keep bopping. And, you yep. know, that that I found gets in the way of the game um, because I don't enjoy that. Uh, so being able to actually sit down and go through, and yeah, you can still go off into your side quests and all the rest, but you, you're not you're not going to suddenly lose your place in the game because you chose the wrong time to press X and you've accidentally crouched. And yes. Got lamped upside of the head instead. So, you know, yeah. uh, I, I don't mind if if it in some ways is just the, the, the game experience on the tabletop with a new story because I haven't really got into the, uh, the old stories. I think they've approached it in the right way. I think they've done yeah. it. I think they've not making it all about the dragonborn and making it about playing as the blades. So you're playing as characters that don't necessarily have any background, essentially. Mm. And you're kind of telling your own story before all the events of that, meaning you can really play around with the storyline and the choices and the narrative. Because it has to get to that one point eventually. But I really like that they've, you know, sort of gone with the idea of. It's like a little sandbox for you to play in for maybe a couple of hours on a weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing each of those individual chapters, which hopefully, are, you know, have a, a sl- slightly shorter playtime <laughs> and then going, ah, cool. Well, we'll come back next week and play the next bit of this campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. That's very cool. I, I wonder if you can spam the side quests 
to level up because there's not there's not that everybody does they don't yes. do the main quest line until they're already max and then they just yeah. and then breeze through it, through it. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's, that's the way that's, to that's do that's it that's what i did so <laughs> that would fry my mind but anyway time will tell uh, but yeah, yeah if you're interested in about the old skyrim uh mm. then check out morrowind elder scrolls 3 on the What's the adventure ball game Skyrim, that yeah. one coming. Yeah, yeah. any of that. It's a very, very long title. <laughs> it right. is. What's up next then, Free? Okay, so we're going from fantasy to the undead. So recently, we've seen Sam and Dean come to Zombie Side. We've seen the boys come to Zombie Side. We've had Batman as of recent. We've had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Everybody's in Zombie Side, apparently. So, <laughs> but now, if you do want a simpler way to get into uh, Zombie Side, Simon have released a new spin-off title or they've set to release a new spin-off title it's a flip and write mechanic um and you get the chance to kind of meet wave after wave of zombies and stack yourself out um and it's called zombie side gear up so it looks like quite a nice quick fire title if you want some casual play so it's for up to six players and you're going to be taking the role of survivors as per usual and you've got to cooperate to get out to work to ensure that you have survived so as i said it's wave after wave you'll pick your survivor that's stacked out with damage and weapons and you can breeze through if you want with different level difficulties or you can have an absolute whirlwind of challenge so you'll be given a series of cards and you're going to lay out a grid in front of you and in these cards you've got the likes of zombies activations um different pass forwards for where the survivors got to go so you're going to be logging the progress on your dashboards in front of you the little pen and the dry erase marker that you see there so each turn will be a new card turned over and it will get progressively worse as you go forward so more zombies upon spawn uh, the further you go so more waves incoming and you'll be upgrading as you go and there is an abomination on the loose as well which makes it even more worse um, and you're going to be coming up against bosses and mini bosses and you're going to need to smash through some pretty fierce enemies and you will lose if too much damage is taken so if you don't you're out you are done Goodbye. Want to fight the, I want to fight the zombie pyramid the zombie pyramid <laughs> that would be amazing you just knock down who would you go for what just, one just one of the bottom, bottom right yeah. Yeah, yeah take out one of the right. bottom ones yeah. yeah so um there is a solo mode as well which i found quite nice so you can utilize the different uh survivors as allies and use them as companions uh to go forward as well so you don't need to rely on people to be there so they do say it is coming soon on the Simon website they haven't got a particular date of when it's coming um, but they have been releasing this recently so hopefully it's soon hopefully we do see it apparently it only takes about 30 minutes to play which is half of how long it takes to play a game of Zombicide as well so it's a nice for me I see this as a really nice casual Zombicide experience without having you know the the bath the bathroom the painter the mailman and the teenage mint turtles involved in the whole game um so it's really really lovely um to just see a bit stripped back uh give people a chance to get involved in the whole zombie side franchise with something a little bit more simpler um that doesn't eat up all your time to play um I've also never heard of a flip and right. I've heard of a roll and right. Flip and right, yeah. Very interested in the the concept of. I assume it's you flip cards over and then write things on your card. Yeah, Yeah. you just by the sound of it, that is uh, how it's going. By the sound of it, you flip the card and you log the progress, as it were. Okay. On the dashboard, so quite cool concept. Um, As I said, it's only a quite a small little game, but it's zombie side reaching off into new territories, which I'm really up for. There you go. So it's Tetris. Um, so you, you've got a specific thing to cover and you're flipping the Tetrisy card to, 
to cover, and I, presumably you need to fill in all of the mm, all of the very uh, cool. That's cool. Tetrisy blanks around the runner before it's actually dead, or at least hit these. They seem to each have spots on them. So your concrete oh, nice. so you cool. can turn around yeah. that. So mm-hmm. that's how you flip it. Very, out. very cool. Yes, where's our um we need to skip on then and see the zombie pyramid because we all need to Where are they? We do. On page seventeen apparently. Okay. Zombie pyramid. Are they cheerleaders? Oh they Yay. Oh, there you go, bit, the bit. They are cheerleaders. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> or gymnasts. Could be any. Yeah, bottom right. all survivors. <laughs> Zombie <laughs> elephant. Oh, dear. Zombie fin. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zombie fin. Well, I think that's kind of cool. I, I mean, obviously, you know, the Zombie Side franchise is very well known, so it, it makes sense it, for them yeah. to be doing something else that will kind of get people into the idea of what mm-hmm. Zombie Side is. And, uh, you know, Anything that can be played in half an hour or something at a convention yeah. and stuff is is pretty damn good. So I'll ding, definitely ding. be looking to give that a go. I think very nice. Yeah. Cool. Where are we off to next? Uh, so we're going to be uh, looking at something that is coming in the very near future. In fact, it will be coming next month. So this is a new set from the folks at Archon. Um, this is going to be the retail release of their Dungeons and Lasers Town Folk set. Now, when I saw this and I saw those images on the front, I was like, oh, cool. Right. You get like 10 models or something, right? And then I read that little thing in the corner that said 62 miniatures. (laughs) So, yes. Yeah. Uh, 62 NPCs that could be used in skirmish games, role-playing games, however you wanted to approach it. They have packed out the sprues uh, here with all sorts of bits and all that kind of thing. So you can assemble the miniatures in the right way if you wanted to do so. Or you could go to town with the kit bashing uh, when it comes to this stuff, um, because I reckon you could have a lot of fun with this, building up characters and all sorts of different things for use in your games. You get all the kind of stuff that you'd imagine. So you get get kind of like your town guard, your merchants, your nobles. You also get mounted town guard on the back of horses, which I think is really cool. Um, If anyone's playing... You know, games like Rangers of Shadow Deep or, you know, anything that requires you to throw fantasy NPCs into your gameplay. This is basically going to be the box that you pick up, I think. Very cool. <laughs> it, everything is very generically fantasy mm. in a way, but with like a little bit of a fantasy, uh, with like, you know, you've got a little edge of historical, but then lots of fantasy yeah. at the same time. You mm-hmm. have a rat man There's assassin. Yeah. Because yeah. of course you do. Um, they have really put together a very impressive kit. And I know people who have um, got this through the Kickstarters that they've done in the, the past little while have really, really liked this. You also get this incredibly impressive set of bases mm. um, that, yes. you know, even if you didn't want to use it for your, uh, your NPCs, mm. these are perfectly good for anybody who wants to base anything for their heroes in skirmish games or role-playing games. You know, why bother making the NPCs look nice when you can make your heroes look good? But yes, they have done proper like cobbled streets, the inside of taverns, all those different kind of things. So yeah. Some arms. Somebody's arms. Handy. There is is a (laughs) door about very good. It's all right. I just got that. I just got that. There we go. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, that's amazing. I'm trying to work out where the hands go. Are they are they part of the townsfolk? Or I'd like to I think. think they I think they're for sticking out of some grates. That's what something. I was looking for. Yeah. I was trying to see if there's any specific 
little hole or whatever that would allow you to easily. Oh, there's a little um, a third one at the top, the one that you got at the top of the minute next to it. Do you think there's some hands to be able to put out of that grate there? Lift, lift, lift there. This one here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Potentially. Those yeah. screws are the same though, because I was, I was yeah. about to go over the second one and realized it was all more the same, but that's a. That is a tightly packed sprue. It is very really much is. so. As is this yeah. one. And it's one of those things where, like, you know, everyone's really diving into their role-playing games nowadays. Mm. And a lot of people want lots of things that they can show off to their friends as a dungeon master. Like, look at the amazing tabletops that I've built and all that kind of stuff. I think this solves a lot of those issues, especially if you bring it in alongside the actual Dungeons and Mazes terrain, because, you know, that deals with all the, the actual sort of landscapes that you're playing mm. on. Pick up these, stick them in the same time. Boom, Bob's your uncle done. Ready? So, yeah, very Fantastic cool. Stuff. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't use them for RPGs because... Because, you know, you'd be playing it wrong. So. They are compatible <laughs> with 5G, I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Theatre of the mind all the way. <laughs> I quite like the fact that the town guard look very similar to the armour that's on um, the Microsoft... Or not Microsoft, what do you call them? Microarts, Discworld stuff. Yes, it does actually. Yeah, so you could use so them I, as I the, the night device. watch. And oh, stuff, yeah, yeah. I use them as well. Use them as the day watch. I've got the night watch. I need, <laughs> I need chaff, chaff to be killed. <laughs> Something to throw at the invisible dragon. Yeah. Something to throw, as you say, at the invisible dragon. Discuss. Yeah. Right. Uh, sticking with fantasy. Yes. Uh, but going into a more uh, grim. Mm. So uh, Warhammer, Warhammer Quest, Curse City. Uh, the game that is very much the on and off girlfriend of Games Workshop's <laughs> uh, collection um, is getting an expansion. Uh, this came out of absolutely nowhere last week, uh, but the f- first expansion, as I said, there will be more apparently, uh, is called Night Wars, and it carries on from where the main story ended. Uh, spoilers if you've not finished it, but I'm about to say, you know, the set is based around anyway. So, spoilers <laughs> you beat Radicar. <laughs> wow, who would have thought it, right? The big bad, you have to beat him. Uh, and so, there's a little bit of a power vacuum that has opened up in the city of Ulfenkarn. Filling that gap are three vampires. So, you've got Annika, Kritza, and Carmilla. You may recognize these vampires because they mm-hmm. came out when the Soul Blight Grave Lords came mm-hmm. out a couple of years ago. It's almost as if these were meant to be in Curse City, but they couldn't be because of reasons. So, mm-hmm. so yes, uh, so you'll be going up against Annika, Kritzer, and Carmilla. Uh, and in the same fashion as the regular game of Curse City, you'll be fighting against their lieutenants before finally going off on a decapitation mission and trying to take down the vampire proper. Uh, so it's going to add a whole host of uh, campaign play into the mix for Curse City if you manage to get through the original mm-hmm. campaign at this moment. You'll also uh, be able to go up against Radukar the Beast, which everyone has also seen. Uh, uh, that's going to be like the big bad, I reckon, probably is going to come in at the very end. And there's also uh, going to be new creatures in there, like Felbats um, from mm-hmm. the release for the Soul Black, Soul Black Gravelords. Now, interestingly, Night Wars is not a miniatures-based expansion in so much as when you buy the expansion, you get the cardboard and the cards but you and the rules, obviously, mm. but you do not get the miniatures. You will have to buy the miniatures for Annika, Klitzer, and Carmilla, as well as the Felblatts and Radicar the Beast, separately. Thankfully, they are readily available as plastic kits. Um, it does mean that things are somewhat costly um but 
if you are already a Soul Black Grave Lords player, then maybe you already have these in your collection, in which case, fantastic, slip them in and away you go. Uh, but yes, just so you're aware, the expansion is coming, but you will have to buy all the extra things on top of it if you want to. The way I, the way I see approaching this, maybe you get the Night Wars box, you choose one of the vampires that you're going to go after and just buy that one and then play out that section of the campaign before moving on to dealing with the other ones or something mm. and just fiddle the rules a little bit just to make sure that it's a little bit easier on your wallet. Uh, but yeah, Warhammer, Warhammer Quest Curse City, the game that no one thought would ever come back to life, has been resurrected properly with a full expansion and everything. Um, and I will say, you can probably find a copy of the game the main game, I mean, uh, in local stores. I know there are two in my local store. Um, so if you're interested in picking up Warhammer Quest, uh, make sure to go and see if you can find it. I was going to say, because one. it was a mare for people to pick up the first time around. It was. It was, because I, I, I was very, very lucky. So <laughs> wasn't sure whether or not they'd reprinted the main game. So the, the main game obviously had its initial launch, mm. and then it was gone. And then they did a made for order, made for order period that. where you could get your hands on it. And a bunch of retailers also picked up a bunch of them. Mm. So they'd have them in stock, uh, which is why I think you're very likely to find it in game stores mm. as opposed to seeing it in online, for example. Right. Um, so you can still get hold of the game. I'm not sure if it's actually on general release. Mm. I assume mm. it probably will be by the time Night Wars comes out. I, because I, it's I meant, mean, selling the extension. See, so. Yeah. Without the like, game would be weird, but yeah, you would like to think that people would still have yeah. access to the game behind yeah. it. So I imagine it would probably come back, although it may just be another made to order sort of period, yeah. potentially. But yeah, if you're a Warhammer Quest Curse City fan, watch out for that. I know I, I've played the game; I've played it a couple of times now. I I really enjoy it. It's just a bit of a shame that it's uh, that, it, that it had such so many problems as it did. But there we go. So yeah, yeah. a new expansion coming out for that was uh, right. Curse City. We have one more bit of GW news. Yes, we do. And yeah. uh, I'm assuming this is a little going away present for free. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, we've talked about this before in a, in a weekend, a couple of weeks past, but uh, the big pre-orders for the Middle Earth strategy battle game are going to be available very soon. So from this weekend, from the 10th of September, up until 8 a.m. BST, although by that time it won't be BST, It'll be GMT, probably. Mm. Oh, no, wait, is Maybe. it October where October. it changes? October. Oh, okay. October. So in that case, then, it's okay. So 8 a.m. BST on the 26th of September, 2022, you'll mm. be able to pre-order <laughs> the Battle of Osgiliath set. Now, I'm not going to go into too much deal about this, but yes. So this is the pre-order period for this, which is extended, a little bit like we've seen in the past for some of the other box sets and Indominus and all that kind of thing, where you will be guaranteed, if you order during that period, to get the game before Christmas. That doesn't just apply to Games Workshop. That also applies to store.ontabletop.com. So if you order from us, there will be stock, as it were, for you to get your hands on the game. That car was very excited about that. Mm. <laughs> uh, so you will be able to pick this up. So inside that set, you're going to get the Warriors of Ministerith and the Rangers of Ministerith alongside the new character models as well. So you've got Faramir, Damrod, and Madril. Boom, I remembered. Uh, mm -hmm. Alongside uh, Gothmog, which comes on foot and mounted, alongside the Moran and Orcs, and the Armoured Troll as well, which is very cool. Very cool. You also get the updated rulebook, which is not a new edition of the game. That should be stated. 
I'm not certainly getting rid of my old book because I don't need to. <laughs> so uh, it's just been updated with FAQ and errata. So it's not a new addition to the game. The mechanics are still the same, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get dice, tokens, a scenario book, allowing you to play with the model straight away. And also that new uh, Minister of Gondor terrain that you see there as mm-hmm. well. So that's two of the modular sets that they're bringing out. So that's an indication that they're going to be bringing out these sets separately later on anyway. So don't worry about that. This is another of the terrain sets they're going to be bringing out, which we'll come back to in a second. But so don't worry about that. This is a different one, Jerry. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's <laughs> but, yeah. nice picture. It is a nice big picture, yeah. Uh, but yes, so on top of uh, Battle of Osgiliath, they're also going to be releasing the battle hosts, mm-hmm. which are going to be available on a normal pre-order. So... These will be available to pre-order this weekend and then available to buy from next weekend, okay? Okay. However, US and Canada may have some issues with two of the boxes. I can't remember which one it is, but bear that in mind if you're living across the pond. But you'll be able to pick up battle hosts for Rohan, Isengard, Minas Tirith, and uh, Mordor. They will come with new some of the newer plastic characters, mm-hmm. so Aomer, um, Saruman, Grima, all that kind of stuff, alongside the older plastic kits. Additionally, and this was released this week, so you can go and find it on Warcom at the moment, uh, the, the Warhammer community website. Uh, there are free rules for the basics of the Lord of the Rings, well, of the Middle Earth Strategy Battle game. So you'll be able to go and pick those up, which are mm-hmm. totally free. And it walks you through all of the basics of the game. It's very well done, very nice. Again, another free set of rules from Games Workshop. What the hell is going on? Uh, Alongside all of the profiles, not the points, obviously, uh, for using uh, all of the models that you get within those battle hosts. So you can buy a battle host, download the PDF rules, download the the profiles for your characters, and you'll be good to play straight out of the boxes with these models without having to buy any massive rule books that cost about £30 each. So, you know, that's a pretty big investment. Wow. Whereas you could just buy one of these and away you go. I think it's very, very cool. Um, in addition uh, to the battle hosts... Oh, sorry, Frank, go. I was going to say, I just feel really sorry for the people that have to hand-draw that many white trees of Gondor. There must be some... <laughs> they, they must they be sculpted some transfer the there. Shield, there. Worry. Oh, sculpted on the shield, But, the, oh, but because the models are quite good. old, they're not the easiest to paint, mm. as my friend will attest to, but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to the uh, battle hosts, there's also the terrain that we were looking at uh, a second ago. So those are the old ruins of Middle-earth uh, terrain pieces that are going to be made available once more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be able to pick those up if you want to add them to your Osgiliath terrain, for example, or if you wanted to use it to represent any of the ruins within the uh, the realms of Middle-earth. So you can just all bring that all together, which I think is quite nice. Mm-hmm. We're also getting the plastic kit for Elrond, Master of Rivendell, um, who comes... Hobbits are a virus. <laughs> it's very Hugo waving, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it is. undisputably right. Hugo waving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you'll get Elrond on foot and Elrond mounted um, uh, in very much the kind of last alliance get up as well, mm. which is very cool. <laughs> uh, I wonder why they've done that. Uh, mm. And also that Elven standard bearer as well, which you can throw into your games. Again, it's a, I, I suppose they were like, we've got some room on the sprue. Let's throw in an elf. Um, so, yes, hopefully that's an indication of things that are about to come, but we shall mm. see. Um, but, yes, there's also a couple of fancy dice sets, but we don't need to look at those, I suppose. But well, there we go. Fancy so, dice. 
Some new uh, Elven dice and some new Men of Dale dice as well, which are probably going to go like hotcakes once the pre-orders begin. Big deal on the Dale turns. There we go. Yeah, those. (laughs) Those Men of Dale. Yeah. So, yes. Big release, JW, that one. Just to uh, reiterate, Battle of Osgiliath, pre-orders begin this weekend up until the end of September on the 26th. You will not get it after that point. Like a week after, you'll have to wait probably until Christmas to get your hands on the box, but you will get it. And it's not just limited to Games Workshop, so you can get it from us if you want to. In addition to that, all of those battle hosts and Elrond and everything else will be available on a normal pre-order schedule, so you get it the week after. Boom, boom, boom. Bish, bish, bosh. There we go. So, yes. An amazing time for Middle-earth. Alongside Rings of Power. Yay. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a very fantasy-centric episode. This it was. Yeah, it was. was it, really weirdly, there's just so much like fantasy at the moment. I've been trawling through Kickstarter for the last couple of weeks, and so many projects are all fantasy-based. I think everyone it's is totally based. in the fantasy mood, because you are right, Jerry. Fantasy is the best, it and I will not hear anyone say different. Ignore the pod. <laughs> Behind me. Ignore that. Fantasy is the best. Ignore that, yes. We live yeah. in a fantasy world. <laughs> right. We're going to take a quick swish. And when we come back, we'll be checking out some Kickstarters and 3D prints. All right. We're back and we're going to dive into some 3D printing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard it was the shoes, mate. All oh, right, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah he's so right. close, so close. <laughs> Easily confused, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we got today? What's going on, three D printing? Uh, so this one's a little bit of a small one, uh, but it was one that just sort of popped up as I was browsing through my mini factory and I'm going to look at some of the right. different tribes that are up. Uh, so this is Witch Song Miniatures, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to highlight these because I'm a big fan of were creatures as we found out at the beginning of the show (laughs) um but i also wanted to bring these up because i just think the sculpts are amazing anyway Mm. um so they haven't been going for that long in terms of their sort of collection and stuff Mm -hmm. they do have tribes obviously so you can pledge for a section of monthly miniatures and all that kind of stuff as well but um yeah they've been kind of been working on this sort of Fury of the Deep and sort of Lords of the Forest, the Woodlands, Wilderness feel at the same time at the moment. So there's a whole range of very, very cool miniatures in here and busts, as you can see, uh, that have been designed so that you could use them as sort of the forces of nature. If we were to use a uh, an army list from Kings of War, perhaps, <laughs> uh, on the tabletop, which I think is really good. One thing that's really nice about them, I think, is that it feels like they've gone for kind of nailing the nature vibe, mm. yeah. but as if, imagine a xenomorph was made of wood. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is a fairly accurate representation. Biological threat, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Forget mm. the, 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 the chitin, the kitten, <laughs> and instead replace it with wooden bark and all that good stuff. Instead, you've got uh, corrosive sap instead. Maybe. Very yeah. This one's wearing that face mask from uh, Street Fighter. It's very owl-like, isn't Vegas, it? Vegas, Vegas, uh, that's it. Vegas mask. I, yeah, I just remember. You ruined Spanish. my face, my beautiful face. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. If you open up those particular ones, you'll see a look yeah. at some of the uh, very cool miniatures that they've been oh. working. That could be used on a sort of uh, a, a war gaming scale. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite nice. Um, say you're looking to put together some very cool 
nature-based druidic wilderness styled cavalry i think you have some good options there mm-hmm. maybe that's what Ray, uh, rudolph does when he's not <laughs> during the off season yes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> thinking, running something like a uh night list for the order of the green lady and instead of just having a load of paladin looking fresh yeah. knights mm-hmm. kicking around mm-hmm. actually having some of these yeah. nutters on elk Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah as i say like the connections are not particularly big at the moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but i think just, it's full of some very nice off. miniatures and stuff that i think would be really fun to dive into and uh add into your games as i say one of, one of the big things with a lot of this stuff is that you want to try and use it as alternatives for things that exist out there hmm. on the tabletop so you know as jerry was saying there, using it in kings of war for all sorts of different reasons would be a great way of doing it. Or if maybe if you're putting together very interesting um, sort of uh, encounters for role-playing games, mm. you could always go down the route of using these as the fey creatures that you run into when you're going mm. through the uh, the fey wild or something. Maybe you run into these characters who are who think you're interlopers, and so you have to kind of convince them that you're not. Or you could just kill them if you're a murder hobo party. But mm. Uh, and that also works. Yeah. The other thing that's really nice about these is obviously you've got the very nice miniatures, but I think the bases are really nice as well. Um, they may be a little bit extra for those people who want to put together like a lot of different armies, but I like that they've got the sculpted detail onto them as well. Because um, I, I know for one that when it comes to the end of a miniature painting project, you know that you've only got the very simple task of rimming the base. But with these, you've actually got to put effort into them. Oh, God, I can't do that. So, unless you just sort of slap some gold on them. Well, you, go. you can always yeah. drop the um, layer height. So yeah, you can always terms. drop it. Yeah, just have it as the sculpted base to me yeah. and then, and then, and just then sandwich onto an old base. stick on yeah. something else. Or they'd, make them epic plinths. So they'd, they'd, also, um, oh, yay. they'd also work well as demons. They would, actually. Something yeah, you could like, easily run them like as demons. Like I... Hell or one of those skirmish games where you need like small amounts of Wandering Band of as much as they're very woodland, I think covered in snow as well would look gorgeous. Mm, yeah, I could very see that nice. like raiders in the snows up in the north. Because they've got a lot of they've got a lot of furs, a lot of horns and stuff like that. Mm. It'd be good. Yeah. You can actually see that there's a full character miniatures also there's the Lady of the Grove and the Lord of the Grove, yeah. which I think are are stunning. So obviously we saw them in bust form before. Uh-huh. But this kind of gives you that look of, you know, your leader oh, characters. Wow. And as you can see, Big they're fan. massive. <laughs> He's a big boy. So yeah, I mean that. I mean, you can see a regular old sort of D and D style miniatures next to them, compared to the cavalry and then the lords themselves. Maybe you run a Sylvaneth force or something appropriate to that in mm-hmm. a game like Age of Fantasy or something, mm. um, and you use those as your tree men potentially instead. So you have tree men leaders, a little bit like Durthu for the Sylvaneth and the Wood Elves, but have them as. Um, Massive, huge cray feet, uh, cray features. <laughs> I'm thinking about fish uh, <laughs> as uh, all gangsters, um, as a massive, like fake creatures, sort of like lording it over everybody on the tabletop. I think that's just an amazing pose as well. And I think that's, that's like gorgeous. a sword dug into the a sword. Yeah. Into that's the sword. what I was thinking, yeah, which Isn't makes it? me wonder what's you know, well, it could be her own sword. And yeah, she, she put it down this. to hold the book. Exactly. I, I, She's got see, like major I, anime energy and she can carry massive swords. Well, I immediately yeah. defaulted to that's something that she's killed up. Yes, maybe with her bow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Behind that is yeah. just something massive. But it's um it's interesting to see what's going to be coming next because yeah. say there's not a huge amount in here, but 
some of the other pieces mm-hmm. are so probably going to give. So Lioran really is the Lord of the Lion. He's pretty cool. And the Sunlight Seraph, which we've, we've opened mm-hmm. there. But I think the Seraph, the the, the chap on the end, mm-hmm. is one of the ones that was in the last tribes, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so they'll be moving on to new stuff as well in the future. But um, just amazing miniatures that I think would be fun to paint as well oh. as use them in an army. If you're looking for just nice display models, go for it. So, yeah. I was trying to work out his legs there, see where they were. Where <laughs> He's like standing on the edge of the anchor and then I can't see where the other one is. Yeah, the other one's somewhere yeah. in the back. and there's uh, his Beneath his tail. That yeah. is uh, a Shakarosaurus. <laughs> if you wanted to go down into the annals of Beasts of War history there. So. Yeah. <laughs> right, just or running it as a depth horror. Could also be a Rokea if you were planning to go down oh, the wow. darkness route. But there we go. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of one of the newer miniatures they've done for it, which I think is really nice. Going down that kind of lizard man vibe. Yeah. Um, or Naga. A Naga with, vibe, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Naga. If you were, yeah. I was trying to think of the name from mm. World of Warcraft, and I was like, lizard man. <laughs> but yeah. 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 But I really like that that's a model that isn't necessarily, well, isn't necessarily tied to a genre. Mm. Like I could see that as being both oh, a sci-fi yeah, yeah. model and a yeah. fantasy model because <clears throat> you just the, paint the, the blades armor, differently and stuff. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. The armor is very um, sort of Mass Effecty sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. can see something coming scuttling can, out of the place and have to be repeatedly shot in the face for its troubles. <laughs> the lines on the armor could be neon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, go yeah. Tron. <gasps> <laughs> he fights for the users <laughs> because if I don't, oh, he's great. glorious, isn't he? That's yeah. a heck of a centaur. Like I love the idea of maybe, and uh, I'm, I'm going to keep using Kings of War because it's an mm. amazing game. But imagine that at the head of a Basilean army, yeah, and instead of it being like some kind of Nais. saintly fellow, you have this chap. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Neus kicks around the place on mm-hmm. on a massive line anyway, so just mm-hmm. replace the tiny human with a massive yeah. club stumping fella. Yeah. <laughs> It's stunning. And I love that he's got the two hammers that I feel like that's these upgraded weapons. Mm. And then the weapons that he started with when he was like level three, are the like, uh, <laughs> the moon blades. Warcraft, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that yeah. Klopesh at the side that he's got either yeah, side? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Glorious. Very nice. That's a fascinating yeah. little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small, yeah. but. Bijou, as you often say, Jerry. Compact so, and bijou, Austin. Compact, Compact and bijou. Because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. there are another couple of busts mm. before we. So if, you, if you're going down the kind of dark Soulsy route, maybe the Elden Ring route, the you've got some very nice models as well. Yeah. Mm. And that is, uh, again, another creepy, oh. creepy yeah. deluxe. What's quite nice about this oh, kind of stuff nice. as well is that you can. It's nice. Yeah. It's a whole crypt. You can. Often either get this stuff through their my miniature page mm-hmm. as well. But if you're not someone who has the ability to to, to print yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of these people will have sellers on Etsy and all that kind of thing as well. Yeah, so if you're liking the look of those and you don't have the access to an SDL printer, maybe go and see if you can find a supporting um, Etsy um, 3D printer or something like that and, and get your stuff that way. Very mm-hmm. cool. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Fantastic stuff. Right. Rounding off the show then, as always, we're going to take a look at a couple of Kickstarter campaigns. And first up, we're revisiting 
more fantasy. More fantasy, you say? More fantasy, classic fantasy. Fantasy, oh. fantasy that everybody knows, even if you don't know, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everybody knows Elric. 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 Yeah. Responsible now, for so many spinoffs. Yes. And um, a lot of role-play characters from the uh, the last couple of decades. <laughs> well, even, well, even last week, when we looked at Dragon Bean, there's a That's very basically Elric, Elric, on the front. Elric fellow on the front. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he's not yeah. alone. So what is this Kickstarter then? So uh, this is Elric, Rise of the Young Kingdom, which comes from the folks at Le Departement. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a reboot of their Kickstarter because they've come back this time um, with a whole bunch of new information and gameplay guides and rules and all that kind of stuff to kind of make it a lot easier for people um, who are diving in that aren't French, basically, which I think is quite nice. This is also an official game, so it's it's proper licensed property, mm. as you might imagine, by the fact that it's got Elric in the title. Uh, but yes, and Michael Moorcock further down the page. Yeah. As well. <laughs> so this, uh, as you playing as the leaders of the Young Kingdoms, as they look to sack the city alongside Elric. Uh, now, obviously, Elric has his own um, sort of Arc. reasons for attacking the city. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't like his cousin, as you all know if you've read any of the books. Or <laughs> well, not, he, there's, there's not many, so you should. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he likes. He very much likes one of his cousins, but then doesn't like the other one. Let's just put it, put it like that, yeah. and you can go and find out for uh, yourself. Yeah, no more spoilers. Uh, but yes, <laughs> you're going to be playing as the different leaders of the Young Kingdoms that will take on control of armies and characters and all that kind of thing. And the focus is that you're going to be charging into the city and trying to ransack the different levels. So you'll start at the bottom, and you'll fight through, and you'll loot cards and fight enemies and fight against the defences that are raised by the king and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you will push through onto the next level and then finally into the heart of the palace itself to defeat uh, Yirkun and his dragons and all that kind of stuff as well, which is really cool. The game in that regard is something of a semi-cooperative experience in a way <laughs> yeah. um, because there's no uh, sort of player taking on the role of the villain. The yeah, game there's no is antagonist. The yeah. yeah. Um, and so you have to push through into the palace and you have to ransack it to win the game. Now, you're not going to be able to do that by yourself, even with the help of Elric on your side, because um, Elric's amazing. Um, <laughs> but you will have to work together in order to take down certain things and you can barter and you can bid and you can bargain to try and work out what loot people will take from a certain scenario in a certain fight in order for you to destroy certain regions and burn them to the ground. Mm. <clears throat> and there's a big dragon. There you go. Nice. About dragons. Uh, but yeah. So semi-cooperative in that nature, but in essence, the person who's going to come out on top is the person who's managed to gain the most loot from mm. their attacks on the palace. Uh, gameplay is a very interesting mix of sort of card play and dice at the same time and sort of like pushing your luck in a certain degree as well. So you'll force yourself into different areas of the map and you'll just be attacking certain towers as you've seen replicated by the little tiny hexes on the hex, well, circles on the hex maps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you get to those, that'll dictate the kind of uh, encounter that you dive into. You'll draw cards from a set and you'll work out what you'll be fighting against. And then you'll either pull together your own um, forces or those from your friends around the table, friends around the table, uh, <laughs> and then you will roll a dice, and there's got some really awesome things like exploding dice in there, so if it gets to 60, you get to roll again and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's got that kind of awesome moving models and rolling dice kind of feel to it, but also it's got the tactical edge with the card play where you can kind of use that to make up for the um, sort of your, your bad luck and all that kind of stuff mm. as well, which I think is really nice. Um, 
as Elric is obviously part of the game as well, um, he won't just fight for one kingdom. He'll fight for a lot of them, and you can use cards to bid for control of him, and then he'll give certain That's bonuses nice. to combat. Additionally, Elric um, can't die because obviously he's Elric yep. of Melnibon. Melnibane, apparently, as I've been told. It's Melnibane, not Melnibane. Oh, Rags up there with Mears. Yes. <laughs> you can tell us all you want. We, I was, I, I was watching uh, Becca Scott do her game video, and she was, she, she was like, come to the city of Melnibane. And I was like, okay, I don't think oh. that's how, but maybe, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> That's probably Melnibon. how it is said, because obviously this is an officially licensed game, but there we mm. go. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Melnibane. Uh, but yes, so you can, you can uh, get him on your side, and you can use him to fight your enemies and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, the actual game itself comes with a bunch of plastic components to represent all the different um, forces that you'll be mm-hmm. using to try and take over the palace. You'll have a miniature for Elric, which is pretty big and massive compared to the rest of them. You've also got a dragon and Yirkun as well in the mix too. Uh, with stretch goals and all that kind of stuff as well, they're going to be throwing a bunch of extra bits and pieces in there too. So if you wanted to dive in, start to add things like the, you know, another expansion, mm-hmm. new companions and all that kind of stuff, you can do that as well. And you can have a lot of fun with this. I think if you're an Elric fan, mm. you're probably going to want to dive in on this one. Uh, I think they kind of nailed that look of Elric that a lot of people have seen from covers and graphic novels and that kind of thing as well. And even if you don't use the models uh, for this game, <laughs> you might find a lot of people using this to kind of put together interesting Elric-themed armies on the table. Oh, okay. It's quite nice. Obviously, another thing is I forgot to mention, all the different kingdoms have different powers and different abilities as well. So there's that yeah, asymmetrical nature at the same time, which I think is amazing. Mm. And it means that you'll always be coming to the tabletop with something different that you need to achieve. And because of the fact that the encounters that you get to when you come to the towers is always different every time because of the card deck, you've got all that as well. Mm. So this one seems like it's got a lot of replay value. Uh, and it definitely seems like the folks at Le Departement have actually come together to create a very interesting uh, sort of revamp of the game for Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's doing pretty well at the moment. I also like the fact that some of the Kickstarter exclusives are, I wouldn't even say quality of life, just nice little things like a soundtrack. So you can have your own. You can have Elric soundtrack soundtrack playing (laughs) when you're playing your games. Yeah. Um, You know, so it's it's one of these things if you're not going to back the Kickstarter and you're just going to pick it up at retail, you're not missing out on vital components or a whole other expansion, whatever it is. You know, there's bits and pieces in there like other sculpts but uh but being able to to just sort of grab the the game at retail is going to be more or less what you could pick up at kickstarter is good and if you want to get the extra few bits and pieces you can do this thing where are we no we passed already have we <laughs> i'm sure michael was on here somewhere oh it's on tabletopia as well if you want, there we go there's michael look at him looking awesomely young as always i was thinking <laughs> suspicion that may be an old photo by now though Maybe, maybe. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I also say if you are interested in this, or if you're if you've never heard, actually, if you've never heard of Elric, definitely go and read the books, or at least at least check out the the Titan Comics graphic novels, which yeah. are very very well done. I got a bunch of them for very cheap on uh, on um, the old Kindle, and mm-hmm. they're very good to read and all that kind of stuff. Really fun, really good dark fantasy, and also high fantasy elements all mixed together. Some very nice twists and turns if you like a bit of Game of Thrones and all that kind of stuff as well. So, (laughs) yeah, and (laughs) as you read them, you just you know make a little note beside you of who's ripped who off over the years. Just go, (laughs) oh, that's where that character came from. Oh, I see where this is going. (laughs) I mean, it's all cyclical. Yeah, it's not quite funded yet. 
Uh, the campaign is just about off. I'd say so, it's about 80% done or something. So like it might be by the time you guys are yeah, looking at it. It's got 20-ish yeah. days left on the campaign. Okay. 21 days left. 21 the days left, yeah. So, there you go. Cool. Fascinating stuff and sticking with it's very high Steve fantasy me? concepts. Is it, is it still fantasy? Who knows? No, it's technically not. It's, it's in like alternative history with diesel punk sprinkled Steam into punk. it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So Rivet Wars has returned. So there's been loads of updates and teases over the last couple of weeks coming from Steamforce. And we have been given a massive campaign um, over on Kickstarter that's got loads of goodies and new features for the complete resurrection of Rivet Wars. So if you're new to the game, as I said, it's it's pitched as a World War Tub, World War One history miniatures board game mm. uh, with a bit of spice of diesel punk as well. You can have machines, as you can see. So we've got a new faction, updated game, new expansions, old expansions, updates to components, new art style, and just a modern place for people to jump in. So... It is picked for one to four players and each players are going to be going out into the battlefield as you saw in kind of a tactical setup and you're going to be controlling units on the table and being one step ahead of your opponent's strategy. So you're going to be putting off, as you can see, units for land and air. You're going to be hoping to deal copious amount of damage with the special weaponry that you can see in front of you and you're going to be upgrading the more you progress. Um, there is a big giant mechy spring for all the fun, you'll see it when it comes up. Um, and it's uh, there's an over, I'd say the game plays over about a 25 to 60 minute game. So it depends mm -hmm. on how many people you have involved. So you're going to need to be equipped for long-term planning, adapting to your opponent's methods and, and ultimately to meet objectives and rake in victory points. So as you can see, there, there is a, Ooh, quite a, a few. A little yeah, Viking. A little <laughs> tiny Viking. So you're going to be heading into the world of Rivia and it's an industrialised alternative reality. And it favours the world of machine, as you can see. So you're going to get like epic mechanical weaponry and commanding each side where you go. So there's different ways that this game can be played. You can go in a competitive way, you can go in a cooperative way, or you can play solo. So in the core box, you're going to find the original two factions. See, giant, giant springy thing. I love, I love things come that up. plug into things. <laughs> 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 I told you it'd be bad. Um, satisfying. <laughs> the two that you see there, you've got the allies and the blight. So they're going to be returning. Um, they've got um, enhanced miniatures, updates to the card, and there's still some models to be showcased yet. There is a lot of exclusive content available on this campaign as well. So, and it's not going to be going to retail. So you've got, as you saw, the general discount that's going to be coming uh, anyway, if you do purchase it early. You've got the Viking that you just saw called Gunnar Hammerson. He's going to be added to all pledges if you pitch in. Um, there is a new faction called the Namoans. Remember, it's like Jason Momoa. Um, mm. And it's only available uh, part of the all-in pledge. Um, and onwards as well as the veteran. So there is additional component terrain available as upgrade packs, um, and that's part of the deluxe as well. So they're adding more and more unlocks each day to the cards. 
just so you can cross uh, faction the two and use them on both sides. So there is a few pledges that no. you can buy into, to say the least. <laughs> um, there is a few. If you do want to just get the core game, uh, the core box, uh, the pledge do start at roughly £130. You get the core box, the Vanguard expansion and all of the unlock stuff. Wow. Crikey. So, yeah. <laughs> Blame and, Charlie, yeah. Yeah, big campaign. And then you go all the way up to the deluxe page, which adds the whole haul of expansions, both new and old, terrain, upgrades, unlocks, and truly everything to kit you out for £388. Um, nice. If you have played Rivet Wars before um, and you don't want to buy all the new content and start fresh, there is a veteran's pledge as well uh, for £100. Just some updated so. bits and pieces. Then, oh, so your updated bit, you get your uh, Namunks. <laughs> Uh, as well and you oh, cool. add in so you get your new faction if you yeah. do want to dip in there so it's a really 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 short campaign um, but mm. it, it it blew up uh, as soon as it went up really I think it's something like 300% yeah. funded at the moment so the rules are available as part of the campaign on here at the moment um, so if you do want to look deeper into more of your game style so like if you go into solo and you want to see how that works or competitive and how they change over you can download it but it is chock a block full of stuff this campaign mm. uh, i did try and wrap it up as best as i can to give you the brief um <laughs> no congratulations well done for keeping it uh, as brief as you did because you know we're about halfway down we've only just hit the uh the flyers at this yeah. point I think, land I think what's quite nice about this though is that like even though they've said that they're going to do these certain Kickstarter exclusives and all that mm. kind of thing. I think when we talked about this uh, during a news story a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you, were, you were talking about the fact announced. that the, the designer is very up for this continuing. So mm-hmm. this isn't, obviously there are Kickstarter exclusives here, but I would imagine that they will have a lot of that core stuff out there for everyone mm. to dive into and I pick up so. at retail later on down the line, obviously, this is cheaper to get on the Kickstarter course, but you know, you're not you're not gonna see the end of Rivet Wars and hopefully you'll see some expansion material coming out in the near future as well. So yeah. that'll be really nice. But it is indeed. Mm. But all of the, the units have been updated as well. The miniatures have been enhanced. They look really it, it looks, sweet. It looks very much <laughs> like very diesel punky, steampunky um, memoir 44, <laughs> which is not necessarily not a bad, bad thing. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see some people paint these up. You'd have quite a bit to paint through. But oh, I think God. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I, I have a feeling that Gunnar Hammerson Yes. He is a teaser of what they're probably going to do next. Do you know what it could be? I think he's going to be he's one of the people in a fantasy faction because they're going to have some Vikings versus Orcs or something. Well, he's he the only purple one, isn't he? So he could yeah. be having a purple faction incoming. Yeah. But yeah, good to see the revival and mm, be interesting. Big brain to see on Ben. Check it out. <laughs> going to be totally wrong. <laughs> Seven days left on that if you want to get into Rivet Wars Reloaded. I'll see you soon. I think that does us for another week. We're all we're all staff now. We've all got to, uh... Are you happy with your fantasy? Did you like your fantasy? I bought you some fantasy. You don't. We have fantasy at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have Freeze got to uh, pull herself together for? I've our got to say bye. Bye. I'm going to thank you, everybody. Thank you for the relentless people that fought for to get me in the credits. That was amazing. <laughs> 
Ben, and Pascal says, oh, see, see, see how long it takes Lloyd to remember he has to change them now whenever yeah. three goes I've had an amazing time on the weekend guys and as I said I am absolutely gutted to be leaving everybody in the comments everybody who watches has been unbelievable um, and don't worry I won't disappear you'll see me in the comments every so often as I You've said maybe I'll be uh, I do I've got products to finish and uh, I've got um, let's plays to watch certainly to get Shay more involved as well just uh, time very true very true. It's been an absolute pleasure spending our uh, weekends with you over the past few months. I said yeah. a few months, almost a year. I think it's for. over a year Even now. Even longer than that now, I think. A year and a half, I think, yeah. yeah. Time flies. We're, we're going to miss you, Free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we're going to miss Pascal on the occasional yeah. meows into yeah. the microphone yeah. Yeah, while great. destroying your He's blind. sitting right on it. So, yeah, these blinds are a mess. I don't know if you can see, but yeah, they're great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been well, you're not getting your... Uh, deposit back on that one, are you? They, well, they didn't take pictures. It's all fine. Oh. It's just a hole through the middle, like a yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. There you go, folks. Uh, we are going to leave it at that for another week. We will return next Friday without free. God, we're going to have to wrangle one of the other ones oh, in. Yeah, don't God, know what we're yeah. going to do. Uh, if you want to say goodbye to her properly, she will return on Sunday for the XLBS over on tabletop.com. If you're not already in the links below. Halt of yeah. Games, then you can mm -hmm. join us on a 30 day trial and see the last ever showing of free. <gasps> I, I say that we've probably filmed some Let's Plays that haven't got yeah. it yet, actually. So free may return. There is uh, <laughs> Banzo Kazoo across the universe. Uh, but yeah, until next time, folks, have a great week of gaming. And don't forget, if you want that Spanish copy of Ammo, stick it in the comments. Spanish. Or write it in Spanish, even better. Yeah, don't do that because I won't be able to pick that out. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong? Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on. <laughs>